Hello and welcome back to Listening to These Nerds. Uh, today I'm go- uh, going to be interviewing uh, Sahoni and talking about his new game, Exceptionals. Uh, hey Sahoni, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. Uh, why don't you tell our uh, audience a little bit about yourself and your game? Hi, uh, I'm Gar Atkins, but most folk call me Sahoni. Uh, I am a game designer and podcaster. Uh, I'm uh, a- and I made uh, Exceptionals, which is a game inspired by X Men. Uh, uh, but it's but it's about the spaces and communities that marginalized people make for themselves, and that's something that I have like a lot of experience in as both a a queer person and a person uh, 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 of indigenous descent. I, I have a lot of time in uh, both sort of spaces, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, before you get more into things, I, I want to uh, really quick talk about the dedication in the book. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, so... Uh, the first part is lovely. You dedicate it to the community spaces that made you a better person, the family you found there. Uh, but then you also talk about the games that pissed you off to get off your ass and make something better. Uh, can you uh, go into that a little bit? Sure. Um, the first game, my first game that I got into was uh, a World of Darkness game. <laughs> Ah, okay. That's how I that's how I got into tabletop stuff, and uh, those games are uh, very nineties. Um, and all the good and bad that that actually implies. Uh, and you know, uh, a lot of those games are very heavy and steeped in metaphor. And uh, I don't know if you know a lot about the kind of drama in there, but uh, there, I, I used to like really put value in these games because Werewolf the Apocalypse was the first time I felt like I saw myself in media at all because it is a game uh, that very directly has indigenous issues there and tells uh, you that they matter, that they, uh, that there's something that you can care about. And there's something that you're, you you have the right to be angry about. Uh, Obviously these games are, uh, highly problematic and as the years have gone on uh a lot of uh, there's just been a lot of baggage surrounding that uh and eventually i guess like the the things that i was willing to swallow to feel like i belonged got to be too much and i realized that i don't have to wait for someone else to make uh, to to do the better thing for me i can do that myself so I went out and get off, uh, got off my ass and stopped just like making a bunch of stuff for myself and my own playgroups and decided to start making games. All right. So uh, how, how long have you been at this then? Uh, I've been making games since middle school, but this, this in particular, uh, like showing it to other people, uh, this is my first, uh, this is my first game. A uh, whole game. I've definitely made like a uh, homebrew content. <laughs> uh, wow. I mean, uh, as a first outing, like uh, from what I was able to read uh, before the interview, this is a, an impressive work. It's got some serious polish on it. Uh, the um, the you you you've really 
con made considerations about like the world your your game takes place in the fiction is well written all everything seems to like fit together and uh one of the things i really appreciate is that not just the the game doesn't just show like uh like talk about safe spaces as like a game mechanic as a part of the setting but it actually encourages you to create those spaces at your table and i think that's uh a really uh it's always nice to see a, a role-playing game practice what it preaches um and i had all of the uh like editor's notes and side bars about how to you know make your table a better more inclusive place was i i thought a really great addition and and really showed that you that these aren't just issues you want to see in game but issues you want to see addressed in real life yeah well i mean a lot of that kind of comes from like who i was making this game for i came into this mindset with the intent of this is a game for uh people of color specifically like other forms of marginalization definitely went in there because i have a lot of different uh experiences that i bring to my uh it, it, to my life my my creation my writing and those are going to inform those obviously but i very much wanted to center kind of my experiences as a person of color especially a person of color playing uh tabletop games and interacting with tabletop communities uh one of the big key decisions that I had in my game is that uh, I was not going to put an in-universe uh, slur for mutants, basically. Uh, and that was a very direct decision uh, because I didn't, I, I specifically, I knew how those words and how when a lot of games that they try to tackle things with uh, this sort of emotional baggage, uh, whenever they give those tools, they were inevitably turned against uh, the people that they were supposed to be talking about uh, in larger fan communities as a whole, or they became jokes at a table, and that sucked, just as an experience. Uh, another thing, like, I very much didn't want to make this a game about uh, pain tourism either, because uh, the th or I wanted it to be something that, uh, yeah, you can punch back in, but you choose to interact with and discuss and uh, handle these things at your own pace, even if that is never at all. Mm -hmm. uh, and I thought like both were extremely important because some people don't get to walk away from that stuff uh, when they leave the table. And it's important to think about that. Yeah, no, uh, that's, uh, that's gr uh, great. I, I am. Uh, and <laughs> Not not to to go media press on you, but very topical uh, given the the current situations we're in these days. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, specifically um, in the, I I really like how you also uh, in the immune activism and intersectionality section mm -hmm. specify that this isn't a world where anti mutant prejudice has just replaced all other prejudice in in the world and. Uh, like it erased any of that other, you know, any of those other tensions, like some other systems do, where you know your mm -hmm. your yeah dwarf elf racism replaces you know real world racism. I shatter on uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I very much know what you're talking about. Um, 
that was actually something that I thought about in response to X-Men. Because X-Men likes to use uh it likes to use the mutant metaphor and sometimes uh which is basically using the idea of being a mutant as uh as a replacement as a stand-in for any form of marginalization and uh to various degrees of success. Uh and sometimes in doing that, they erase other other aspects, other vectors of other people's identities. And uh that sucks. <laughs> Um, I, I know that, like, personally, I did not, I, I do not enjoy seeing that, and I, uh, it's, it's not a good feeling, and it's not realistic either, like, I, I am more than this one thing, I am many things, I am a, I, I, I am a, a person of many, uh, values, I guess, values isn't the right word here, but I, I think you get my point. Yeah, um, yeah. Perspectives. I, I experiences. I contain multitudes. <laughs> <laughs> to, to quote your own text back at you, uh, you have many other vectors of identity or experience. Maybe. Yes. There you go. Uh, but it's it's. I, I I felt like if I'm going to make this game, I want to make it be able to uh, 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 give in-game permission to go. Hey, you're still these things. You might have green skin, but you still grew up in your neighborhood. You still uh, had these experiences. You still know what it's like to be you. Uh, and I think it's important for games to like give that permission a lot of times, especially for uh, marginalized communities, where sometimes we're not assumed to be there in the default. Uh, like, I know... I know that this is a big thing for me in Dungeons and Dragons is that like uh, a lot of uh, assumed Dungeons and Dragons settings, there's not really a lot of, there's not indigenous people there. I'm not assumed in the D&D default um, outside of maybe some really bad monster coding. So we, we've talked about the, the general ideas here. So mm -hmm. uh, is there anything in the setting you wanted to get into directly, or do you want to start moving into the uh, mechanics discussion? Uh, not, not really, but I, I, I just want to say that, like, again, like, this is a game that very much makes space for the uh, enjoyment, for the joy and the good things that are part of the community. It's not just about the struggle, TM. <laughs> uh, it, the struggle is there, don't get me wrong, because it's undeniable. But it's 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 not all-consuming. It's not the, uh, again, it's not the only part of your identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that's, uh, I, I think that's a, a really great uh, part of this. A lot of uh, media ar around marginalized communities really does focus on the struggle or the pain or you know, mm -hmm. the, you know, stupid uh, rhetoric about how if you aren't oppressed, then get out of my community. Yeah, you know. it's, it's, it's pain tourism. Mm -hmm. it's, it's performative for an, outside, uh, for an outsider's perspective a lot of the time. And it, we don't need more of that. Mm -hmm. uh, quick note before we get into the, um, uh, the uh, mechanics proper, uh, the... I, I I do like that you included in your uh, 
what do you need to play an assumption that one day we will finally be able to sit at tables with friends again <laughs> I, I find that the optimism uh very very helpful uh, uh i did to be fair i did write that before uh the now times <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm just, I, I'm just, uh, I was just sitting here reading it and, and being, wow, these are some great tips for you know making sure your your table's running properly. Oh, I wish I could put some of this into practice, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, with that little bit of black humor out of the way. Um, uh, I, I guess actually before I, I get into the uh, the, the mechanics, I, I have to say I, I really appreciate all of the fiction you've written into into here. Uh, it really makes the, the the game world come alive. I the the Richard Walker journal entries was uh, fascinating to 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 read through and to to kind of really immerse myself in the world you're trying to present here. Thank you. Uh, I I have to say, and uh, maybe I'm. I'm I'm putting myself too much on blast in a public setting, uh, but it was a great way to use all of my old X Men OCs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what is role playing games? But but just making your OCs into something you can share with your friends without being embarrassed. Oh sure. <laughs> um. All right. Well, let's get into uh the the first step uh of playing any game character creation mm. um so you have foregone any uh stats or skills uh in, in this game do you want to tell me a little bit about your uh your process with coming up sure. with uh how characters and character creation uh work so like a lot a, a lot of uh actual mechanical choices uh, were made uh, based off of my own irritation with existing superhero games. Uh, <laughs> Spite is a great motivator. Uh, fun creator tip. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's... I, I very much wanted to kind of get away from uh, hard numbers and mechanics because uh, superheroes as a genre uh, are... Uh, they they are a space where, where like, there's a huge assumed uh power gap between a lot of the characters and but at the same time everyone is useful and by divorcing myself from like a hard stat number and by leaning more into a system of narrative tags uh it allows me to kind of get away from that and allow people to all be useful in their same way jimmy olsen still finds things to do in a superhero comic uh it's I, 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 it also makes it feel like less collectible trader cardy and uh, would get away from uh, people arguing who will fight who <laughs> and who would win. I feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of uh, uh, superhero games are are really concerned with uh, exactly how many pounds of whatever you can lift. Uh... Mm -hmm. I, I really wanted to capture more of the narrative flow of a comic. Uh, more than anything else, uh, and uh, that it, it, that's from character creation to how turns work. It's it's all about beats and pacing, and uh, what makes uh, what's best for the story. So, um, 
uh, that's uh, very clear in how you've uh, kind of laid out how character creation works, where it's a very, uh, it's a very narrative process uh, because it's not just about picking, you know, what uh, picking the tags in just like a, you know, you pick an, a word from a list. It's you phrased every uh, every part of character creation as a bit of a question about the character you, uh, that uh, you're creating. Mm-hmm. I, I very much wanted it to be open-ended questions because, uh, again, like when you have these uh, hard mechanical limits to a superhero game, it gets away from uh, one of my favorite things in superhero comics, which is uh, I like very high concept weird superpowers. <laughs> I think I think those are really fun. Uh, I love me some Doom Patrol. Basically, uh, I love X-Men. Uh, so I wanted to give people the space to, uh, you know, make a Filipina SoundCloud rapper that can vomit jellyfish. I, I wasn't going to say it, but that was uh, the, like when you started talking about high concept, I'm like, this is uh, this is about the jellyfish girl, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, uh, I, I absolutely love her. She is one of my uh, favorite characters to write because she's just an absolute gremlin in the uh, same kind of sense Boom Boom is from X Factor and uh, later uh, my team, uh, New Mutants. Uh, but I, I, yeah, it's, I, we have like, every character in the fiction is a character you can make in game. Uh, you can make someone who has access to an alternate diner dimension inside of their eye. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, you can make someone who travels through, uh, televisions. It's, I, I, I wanted the space for that. I also, like, very wanted, I, I very much wanted to, uh, turn, uh, things inward. Uh, cause I, I, I feel like so many superhero games become about the power fantasy. And it's about the punching and, and, uh, and and laser vision and the uh, the ability to fly. It's it, instead of uh, like human characters who have these abilities and how that affects them. Uh, and by turning these questions in, uh, on to a player, I'm I'm forcing them to think about who they're uh, who they are as a character, who they uh, like, what can they do and why and how does that. Uh, how does that how's that affect them? Has it affected them? Um, and you can see this because like in the protocols, which is the basically the list of questions that you pick before you pick the questions, uh, it, it, it's split into two sections. You have uh, the mutation protocols, which are all of your superpower uh, suites and fun things like that. And then you have uh, persona protocols, which is uh, how, they or others define them uh, in a group. Uh, and like the, it, it started very simply, which is like uh, when you think about a superhero comic and whenever they have a team book, they do like the quick flash of here, who, uh, here's who they are and like what they can do and maybe like their job. Uh, but I, I, I wanted to expand it beyond that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's very interesting. So each protocol has a bunch of eight-ish uh, 
uh, po- power tag questions, and then uh, four weakness tag questions, and you pick three of the first and one of the the second. Is that correct? Yeah, I did. I did ten for each, including a uh, a- a- including like a Genesis question, which is basically you have to answer this one, and then you get to choose three of your choice, and then you choose one out of four weakness tag questions. And all of these are open-ended, and there's examples underneath each of them, but, they, but they're but they largely, like, open-ended questions that you can answer however you want. Uh, and that's that's how you get your tags. That's your the main mechanic of the game. Right. And then you also included uh, a set of questions to think on uh, as part of each protocol as well. Yeah. Uh, these are things that aren't necessarily uh, protocol questions, but, like... If you're choosing this protocol, these are are, are things that you sh- uh, you could uh, think on to help you kind of get an idea of who this person is. Uh, these are just it's these have no mechanical weight, but but there's something that you should think on before you come to the table with them before you uh, start actually role playing because it, it'll probably give you a better idea about like where their life is and where it's been. Yeah, the the uh, it's a really interesting way where you've married the like mechanical side of character creation to the narrative side in, in a way that makes it so you can't just uh, make you know a, a a relatively blank character with you know I have X and Y superpowers you know and I'll figure out the rest later. It really does help you kind of think through who this person is before you even start playing. Thank you. <laughs> that was the goal. <laughs> yeah. uh, and also, you uh, every protocol includes two uh, interviews uh, mm-hmm. where you sort of highlight what this either uh, power or personal like trait uh, w- could look like on a character. And they're all... And, and no two are exactly the same they they each have a uh like a a different spin on on a similar concept um though i will say one of my favorites was probably the uh the the very angry physicist yes uh i very much enjoy the very angry physicist who's just uh in existential despair over trying to explain superpowers with science (laughs) (laughs) uh I I I may have been watching some polygon videos when I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it really does have ha- have that uh that sort of uh manic uh stressed out energy to it. Um, it does. Uh I, I it, and like I said, great place to use all of my X-Men OCs. <laughs> so, we've looked through your the character creation, picked out your um uh your uh, all of your tags. So um, I guess the the next thing to look at, or I, I guess before we we head out of the section, is there any uh, um, any of these uh, sections you wanted to to shine a spotlight on to make sure somebody knows when they're knows about uh, if they come looking for your game later on? Mm, not not really, because I I spent so much time on these that I kind of love them all. Uh, I, I I have since sent uh, uh, finishing these and starting to put this together as a full actual book 
come up with four more, but I'm holding on to those for uh like retweet and 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 purchase goals for people for a free splat book. So <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh yeah. I mean fair. I mean, if you're not thinking about stretch goals going into a Kickstarter, you're 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 going to get blindsided when you become overly popular and and are are rushing to figure out what you can do other than hey, what if we pay my artist more? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I've I've been doing this on a budget of zero dollars. My artist is me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I on that note, I I am uh uh. I, I do really like all of the uh, the art descriptions you you've put into uh, in as placeholders. I think that's I, I I'm looking forward to to when that art gets gets added in so I can uh, see them on page. Yeah, uh, I, I it's mostly notes for again me because my artist is me and I'm broke AF. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, so I've been, I've been trying to push myself to, uh, I, uh, this whole project has been really about pushing myself out of my comfort zone. And, uh, I think art's going to be no different, but I'm going to learn a lot a- along the way. And whatever my next game is, which, uh, I may have already designed that in a notebook sitting right beside me. Uh, <laughs> Uh, whatever that is, it's probably gonna have a lot more polish because I, I, I've I've come out the other end, learned a, a bunch, and will be very tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, one last note before we head out. Um, there, are, you had included two um, uh, statements on on safety uh, in this mm-hmm. section. One about uh, mind control, and one about. Um, uh, uh, I, uh, criminals and crime, I believe. Yes, that is correct. That's that's what I yeah. was looking for. Um, uh, so, do you want to just go into the the why of that? Like, oh, sure. Um, like, there's a the thing. The thing about uh, there there's the the thing about mind control in uh in psychic powers in uh superheroes, especially X Men, is that they're very inseparable as concepts, but they are things that can violate consent and that can make a table very uncomfortable especially like a table that is talking about or uh dealing with kind of uh heavy topics occasionally and i wanted to make sure that people are aware of this and uh, and uh, you know violating that consent will get you uh penalties in the game uh but it, it, it's all something that you should talk about uh, to your table. Like, are they comfortable dealing with these things? I know a lot of people who don't like a lot of uh, spells, again, in D&D, uh, that, uh, that control emotions uh, or, or, or things like that, because it, it is inherently a violation of consent. Oh yeah, definitely. I've I've heard similar uh, discussions about things like things in other games. Like I, I think I last heard this, uh, brought up in a uh actual play of uh, uh masks uh they were talking about how uh one of the i think it i, I forget which uh playbook but had one playbook has like pheromone control or something okay. and they talked about how that's uh how that was uh kind of skeevy and they aren't going to do that um yeah, like, I mean, I don't want to deny people the ability to explore these powers and talk about them, especially on their own terms, but I want it to be just that. 
like everything else uh, in this game, I want it to be a, a, a especially sensitive to uh, topics. I want it to be on their own terms, and that is a very important. Uh, uh, and, and the same thing goes with like uh, criminals and crime. Like you do not know the traumas that people bring to the table sometimes, and uh, it can it can be very. Uh, it, it, it doesn't need to be a major thing. It, it can be just like, hey, are you comfortable with me playing a criminal crime boy that uh, that sells drugs? Or, or hey, are you cool with me uh, playing someone who got out of jail and is trying to put their life back together? Uh, just, it, it, and it can be, it, it, it's, a crime doesn't need to be violent to be traumatic either. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, I just wanted to put in a little reminder of, hey, you know, ask about these things. J just be courteous and careful, because uh, it's, it's better to have, like, the precautions in place and, uh, like, not have to worry about, uh, things going bad than things going bad and having to make the apology and, uh, the, the, the harm that that's caused, uh, kind of lingering in one way or the another or, or another. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, as, as always, people should use the, their safety tools. I am. Of course. All right. So moving on, uh, uh, past character creation and past a lovely lay layout of a, what I'm assuming is a Calvin and Hobbes inspired, uh, comic sequence. Absolutely. Of a, uh, of a couple in the book, uh, specifically a uh, large uh, leopard man who can turn invisible and a uh, grumpy librarian with uh, a, 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 a who uh, psychometry that can also turn into a werewolf powered by friendship. Uh, <laughs> uh, and and they're a couple and they're dating. so they're they're doing cute couple things. Their 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 relationship dynamic is basically Calvin and Hobbes, so I wanted to evoke that. All right. Uh, so the next section in your book is uh, is stress, and uh, mm. uh, the while a lot of games uh, do try and handle uh, mental and physical stress separately, you've also added social stress as uh, a stress track in this game. Do you want to talk about why you chose uh, social in particular to add? Um, I, <laughs> I, this is one of those things that, like, as a game designer, I'm like, did I make the right choice? Uh, but I thought it was important to kind of differentiate, uh, and, you know, I wanted a place for, uh, kind of the, 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 I, socialness is so, uh, and community is such a big part of this game, uh, that I thought it would be important to kind of measure that health in some way on a character as well. Like if it's not only for social combat, but like there, there's a wear and tear in relationships as well. And, um, I, in self image and, and all of those sorts of things. And I thought it would be good to kind of delineate it a little bit further. Mm -hmm. Make the, there a bit of a difference between, uh, I got a cram for a for a test brain strain, and uh, you know maybe I'm done with being social for today. Yeah, basically. Uh, and 
I, again, like, this is one of those things where uh, I'm not sure I would have made the same decision if I designed it again now, but I thought it was, I, I, I thought it would be important to kind of split it up there, uh, especially for uh, characters that want to be more social. Uh, for if you want to play your uh, an Emma Frost uh, taking down someone like twelve pegs, here you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, again, unfortunately, I, I haven't had a chance to read all the way through to to where uh, mm-hmm. the this where you actually you know figure out how how people take stress. Uh, but from what I understand, uh, the uh, it's uh, you take stress when you make opposed roles uh, with someone. Is that correct? Yeah, basically, it's just uh, uh, usually what's going to happen is you're going. To, it's going to be a result of a role. It's going to be usually combat, uh, and there's social combat as well. It's not very uh, again like a lot of these uh, rules are very uh, fast and loose on that uh, aspect because it is a narrative game, but it it's. If you roll higher, you can. Uh, it, 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 social stress can be a lot of. Uh, how much am I uh, BS? Am I willing to put up with today? Mm-hmm. Before my ego is wounded and I need to retreat. Um, I think more importantly uh, is the way you heal stress, uh, which is uh, that is something that uh, I really put a lot of thought and care into is uh, I wanted you to have to lean on your community in some way. I wanted you to, uh, the way you get over social stress might be like spending a quiet night alone, or it might be like hanging out with some of your friends and just like doing something with them. I wanted to, uh, if you get if you get punched in the stomach sh- uh, or get a broken uh, jaw, sure, go to a doctor, get patched up. But how do you how do you mend uh, a stress? How do you how do you uh, of any kind? And so, like for mental and uh, social stress, I really wanted to kind of focus on like uh, treating yourself and taking you time or whatever uh, whatever that might be. Uh, how does your character? I want to make you think again. Like uh, I want to make you think about like how does your character deal with stress? How do they get better? And it can get worse if you don't try to heal that. Uh, and again, it's a lot of the times it's going to be relying on other people uh, in some way. Right. Um, yeah. The uh, I, I was actually about to to get into uh, questions about that, but you you've really uh, kind of laid out everything uh, right there about um, uh, just. Uh, kind of, without getting into the the nitty gritty too much of the the of the actual rolling mechanic, the um it, it was really interesting to see a a focus on a focus on on recovery outside of well you slept eight hours and now you're back at full hit points. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. But the uh the one thing I I did want to talk about was uh uh was uh injury tags uh was a mm. specific thing that you're uh, that you uh, need to put extra effort into heal. Um, uh, so uh, again, not having read everything, uh, injury tags mostly happen when you uh, fall into the bottom bar- parts of your stress track. Is that about right? Yeah, that's about right. 
If you take enough damage, if you are knocked below a certain threshold or even get knocked out of a, a out of an encounter in some way, you are going to have an entry tag, which is basically something with like longer lasting per, uh, uh, repercussions. And it is going to affect how you roll things. Um, it's a narrative tag like any other, and there's going to be things that it applies to and things it does not. It's not like a, a flat negative to everything, but it's gonna affect your life. Uh, and I, what that injury tag is, is largely going to depend on uh, what happened to you. Do you uh, are uh, did you get uh, frozen in a block of ice for a while? Uh, you might have some. You might have some frost burns or something. Uh, did you? Uh, did you just? get decimated in some uh, egocentric way and now you feel hopeless. That's an injury tag uh, uh, it's, uh, as well. Like, And I, again, like these are open-ended. These are not things that I predefined. Um, these are things that you at the table uh, decide with the, uh, with the GM, which is the editor uh, in this game. Uh, and you decide, like, well, what makes sense? What would happen to this person? Yeah, I, I, I really like it because it, it really adds a... Um, I don't want to say realistic because uh, it's a, it's a role-playing game that mm -hmm. <laughs> real, realism can go sit over in the corner. But it, it more... Bring, it makes the, the, the act of taking damage feel less like taking down numbers and more like uh, something with actual consequences to... Uh, to your character. Yeah, and again, like, I very much wanted to mimic some, like, a narrative flow of comics. Outside of maybe, maybe my recovery, because I thought, like, uh, community uh, took precedent over that. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, let's be honest, sometimes a character will get torn all the heck in one comic and the next issue be totally fine. Uh, and uh, I wanted uh, there to be kind of it, more more weight on uh, on things that I felt were more important in the game. Yeah, it's uh, the it's hard to tell a, a story about the about you know the in some ways the dangers of being part of a marginalized community when the dangers go away really quickly and easily. Well, I, I think I think uh, more to the point that comic books as a whole are a story about uh, especially X Men. They are a story about people and emotions. Uh, you come for the cool guys with the superpowers, but you stay there because these are uh, very human characters, uh, despite everything, and uh, at least most of the time. And uh, I, I, I thought it was important to kind of like really put an emphasis on that. Mm -hmm. And and this is this is part of being human. So uh, you know, sometimes you just need to rest. Sometimes you just need to de-stress. Yeah, yeah, that's I, it, oh. it, it, to take it back to the idea of a marginalized identity. You cannot fight twenty four hours, seven days a week, three hundred sixty five days of the year. The world might expect you to, but if you do that, you will burn out. You will feel. Uh, you will not feel good. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I wanted uh, the game to kind of remind people of that. And yeah. and, and again, like uh, give give players an incentive to do things outside of super heroics 
do like go to a karaoke party with your friends go to a birthday party read a book <laughs> yeah yeah no that's go honestly, on a date <laughs> uh, as someone who who runs a lot of uh uh superpowered games i, I i'm going to say i i i would love to see more of that kind of stuff uh in uh in games in general i think the the that an over focus on, on on fighting kind of leaves uh, mm-hmm. le- leaves you a, a little bit dry narratively, you know. Yeah, uh, and I, I and again, like it comes back to that very uh, that trading card uh, golden age pastiche idea of what a superhero is, uh, and it, it's it's kind of lame. It's kind of dry. <laughs> And so now here is a narrative reason, a reason to do these things, to uh, to remember that you are a human being outside of all of these things. Yeah. Um, so speaking of being a human and being part of a community, uh, the next part of the, the book deals with the uh, mechanic of bonds. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> this is and- where that consent stuff we are talking about comes in. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um uh, I will say that this is the part where I started uh, rapidly skimming to try and, you know, finish as much as possible before the interview. So sure. um, if you want to, like, go deep on this stuff and really, like, get into uh, how this mechanic works, feel free. I I am uh, I would be very interested to hear you uh, explain this mechanic because it seems very kind of central to to kind of building this narrative, like, cohesion between all of the uh, all of the characters sure uh bond is basically a measure of mm, how much can i deal with this person today <laughs> uh, uh it's it's more than that but it, but you know like your patience or ability to deal with or willingness to work with people does ebb and flow in a day uh it, it and it's it's but it's but it's important. Um, I think like the most central conceit to this is how you build bond, uh, and bond is a kind of like this hard number uh, between one and ten, uh, and it, it it that you uh, gain and can use for various uh, mechanics. But it's basically your relationship with a person. And there's two there there's two things about bond. And, and whenever you make a role that affects someone, even if they're not there in the scene, even if they're not like fully aware of it, if you are helping that person, uh, you get basically a small. Uh, you get to do two things. You either like add plus one to your role and then like and get it and gain an extra bond, or you can spend any amount of bond from your pool at a rate of plus one per point spent. Uh, which is a big deal. And, or if you're hindering a person, you're getting like a bigger bonus in the now, you're getting a plus two to your current role, but you're also giving the GM something called an escalation token, which is basically a, it is, these are consequences for your action that the GM can levy against you later for, a very, uh, for various uh, bad things. <laughs> And they're usually be- uh, consequences of your action. Uh, it, it, the GM, uh, the GM, the editor is uh, actually encouraged to write down how you accrued those escalation tokens uh, to uh, so they can find a way to tie it back in narratively. 
to uh, deepen the stakes in some way. And and largely this comes down to like trust is takes a long time to build sometimes, but it's it's always worth it. You might be able to screw someone over in the now, but it will bite you in the ass later. Uh, and uh, I I think like that's that's a hard fast rule through a lot of communities. Uh, I feel. Um, you know, there's permanent bond, which is kind of, uh, you know, the closer you are with someone, the more, uh, the, the, uh, the more you are willing to work with them and the more just kind of advantage you have on them, uh, or working with them rather. Uh, it's, there's a lot, it's mechanically complex, y'all. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, do you, do you have any questions about it? Uh, could you like just go into consent a little bit Hi, more? I'm going to highlight what consent is in the bond. Consent is uh, basically uh, what gives context to an act. Uh, the player who you are doing this role for ultimately gets to decide whether or not their character would consent, would like this thing that this person is doing. And it and again, like it does not matter if they are there. It does not matter if they are conscious of the act. They could be knocked out and on the floor if that does not negate their ability to consent. Well, I, it does the ability to give consent, but not their their the the concept that they have consent, basically, uh, that they could give to this. It's. And it's it, it ultimately I uh, I wanted you to think about your relationship to other people at the table, how your actions affect others, uh, especially your community, those around you. And consent is basically a stop to make you go: Is this something you would have liked? Is this something you would not? And it, it's it's it, it's. A mechanic to make you realize that there there is a complex web of relationships all around you in a way that like a hard number and a uh, resource pool could not because it's asking a question. It's stopping to ask a question of another person at the table that isn't you. All right. So uh, I, I'm just going to see if I, I've got this correct. So when you're talking about consent and how it affects the bond, is it that the um, the the person who is giving consent is telling you whether your action is helping or hindering, or is it yes? A okay, yeah, that's yeah. the part that I wasn't super clear on. Uh, mm -hmm. So the uh uh so if the so you don't get to make that choice when you are tapping no. your bond. You, you decide you say, what you're you you decide what you're doing and what you would like to do. And if that is affecting, if that it that is affecting someone uh, directly, they get to decide whether or not that is uh, you are helping or hindering. You are uh, they are choosing whether or not to give their consent or not. Okay. All right. So that's all right. That yeah. No, that's a really interesting. Like so the and and it makes it so that that there there's no uh uh you know the the usual. Uh, thing that players tend to do when they they're when they're doing something they know they probably shouldn't where the the justification dance of well mm -hmm. you know from my perspective you know this this and this sort of yeah thing. it it avoids that completely also um 
just on like a, a personal note, adds a lot of melodrama to the game. And if there's one thing X-Men is known for, it's melodrama. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, no. Uh that's that's super interesting. And I, I really like that as uh as, as a way to 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 really like uh have a have things with with characters who uh you know uh are trying to do the quote unquote right thing for mm-hmm. in a situation and the and have somebody say okay well you might think you're doing the right thing but that's not what I want what my character wants uh and you know you, you uh get take your plus 2 but you know this is going to come back to bite you eventually yeah basically yeah yeah, no, that's that's super interesting. I I I, I look forward to, to seeing that in play at the at, at, in, like at the table, virtual table now. But you know, um, I the the next uh, thing about uh, your game uh, getting into uh, uh, bases and community, the uh, yeah, which is the part where I didn't finish reading. So now I'm 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 even more <laughs> in the dark. Uh, just I I'm going to sit back. Tell me all about your game. Okay, so. Basis, what like if this is a game about community, uh, what type of slack ass game would it be if I I didn't make you community building tools? <laughs> <laughs> um, and like I I I started with like it needs to be a base. Uh, I wanted you to make a base, but I I don't want you to make the Bat Cave or Superman's Fortress of Solitude. I want it to be a community space. I want it to be a place that not only like you and your friends are are free to go to and you feel and you're allowed to exist as you without uh, concern about being like harassed or being able to talk about stuff that affects you. And I want you to have a place where you can go back and, and heal when you need to. But I want it to be a space where you uh, talk with and interact with people outside of the player group. Because I feel like so often in in games, especially uh, games that want you to have some sort of big impact or or be superheroes or uh, have some sort of community thing, they they the games become insular. Uh, is oftentimes it becomes a very fuck you got mine sort of situation uh and where and where the only people that truly mattered or you thought about or like cared about at the end of the day were the people uh, were the party and i want again like just like the consent rules i wanted you to think about like how your actions and how you interact with uh, the rest of your community. So I have like a nice open narrative tag way of building this sort of this base, this safe space where uh, you are uh, not only you, but uh, uh, other people have access to this area and and, and the security, uh, the the reasons why it's safe, uh, the the things uh, that are useful in it. And like the reasons you want to be there, because what what's the use of a community space if it's just uh, if you don't want to be there in the first place, if you have no reason to go there willingly. Um, and I wanted to also like make 
a, a, a have a way to make the people that fill it that that it, uh, populate this thing and and pass through the in the same ways that you do other people other characters and these are these are all things that the table make together uh unlike your character uh the this is something that like all uh, all the writers all the players uh, and the editors uh the uh, that being the gm uh come together and make together as a community uh and uh, i i think like this was the this was the thing that i i i stumbled uh when i was doing playtesting this was the thing that I, I i had like certain types of players stumble on a lot because they didn't understand that like a community space like this served a social uh, like a social function and wasn't just like a club it can be this. This thing can be anything that you want. I had in playtesting uh, a diner owned by two giant uh, bugino, uh, that being mutants in this game, uh, that had a extra dimensional porter, uh, portal in the freezer. It can be anything you want. It can be a, a a cool school for mutants. It can be a living spaceship. It can be your local coffee shop. But it needs to be that space. It needs to be that communal space where you feel safe in. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I, I definitely like the the uh, the the focus on that. It's a, a community space. It's not just your secret base. It's a you know a place for for the community. I think that's that. Yeah, and, and that definitely put pushes uh, players to you know open up and do more than you know. You know, I you finish your quest and then you go and sharpen your swords for for an hour until the next quest pops up. Kind of, mm-hmm. it's it's not a place where you can hide all your cool toys. Uh, you can, uh, but other people might touch them. <laughs> uh, and uh, again, I wanted to. I also, as far as like the people that are in this space that are occupying this, I wanted it to be a resource that you can go to and talk to and, but that have their own lives and their own issues that you can choose to help or you can choose not to. Uh, And uh, I, 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 I wanted to encourage uh, again, like a community feeling at the table by making something together, doing something together. Because uh, yes. I it, yeah then then it's not just like one person's game it's not just uh the editor's game with like their predetermined storyline it's not just uh some guy's story about a cool lone wolf who uh, can do all the things it's it's a community story that you're telling together uh and that that like dictates a lot of uh of stuff in this game. Uh, yeah, no, it's, I mean, there, I, I know that, uh, there's definitely a, uh, a poll in a lot of, uh, games to, to, to talk, to make it, you know, the, 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 it's the PC's story and, uh, you know, things are all happening to them specifically and not to, in a larger context, the rest of the world or to, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I think that this, uh, this definitely makes a great way to, to really like ground uh, characters in in their community in their in the setting and um, uh, especially by including rules for like 
making contacts and making like literally putting people into the community that that they uh, that the players can like interact with. I think really helps uh, make it so it's not. Oh well, I'll go talk to you know uh, Jim at the bar, and then Jim at the bar gives me the information, and then I leave. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Jim in the bar might need you to help him with his truck. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, there also I I think a rule that I personally really like as part of like community and base building is you can retire player characters to be contacts in your uh in your game. You can, they can be people that you just see at your base every now and then. And you can either make a new character, or you can pick up someone from the base and be like, this is who I'm playing now. We're going to focus some story on them now. Uh, that That's really cool. Just kind of making the, the world uh, uh, like uh, available to anybody can, can get the spotlight shown on them. Exactly. And, you know, I feel like that's very true to comics as well. Like, it is uh, a lot of times uh, tertiary characters become popular, they become someone that the writers like writing. And so they start to get more and more of the spotlight until they become a beloved, uh, a beloved figure, like a mainstay. Or they, be they, they become someone's favorite. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I definitely, like, can can see that kind of uh um uh that kind of thing uh especially in in comics you get that one character who shows up in like half a panel uh once and somebody's like hey that's a cool character i, uh -huh. I want to do more with them and then you know a, a year later they, they're headlining their own miniseries uh glob herman and beak are really good examples of this in uh x-men uh, specifically, uh, in case you don't know, Glob Herman is a skeleton, uh, suspended in jelly with, uh, big ol' eyes. And that's, that's just, that's just his whole, his whole deal. The, the jelly is highly flammable, but other than that, that's it. He's just a jelly man. That, that's, that's great. I, I... <laughs> I, I, I'm going to reveal something I've never shared on the podcast before, but I actually don't read as my as many comics as my prolific number of uh, superhero role playing games I've run uh, would imply. I, I I'm always on the lookout for for someone to to suggest something for me to go check out. So <laughs> uh, I, I I am going to look up this character. He sounds delightful. Yeah, he's really great. Uh, everyone loves Glob. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I just I. I, again, it's just all about. Uh, I want you to focus on your connections to the people around you. Um. All right. Um. Uh. I guess. Uh. Moving once again further into unknown territory for me. Uh. Into the next. Uh. Section of experience goals and finishing touches. Uh. Yeah. Uh, you know. Once again. Uh. I, I'm going in into this blind. Okay. Uh, tell me what this is about. Okay, so um, one of the big choices that I made to kind of uh, to really differentiate my game from other superhero games is I didn't want combat to be where EXP comes from. I, I wanted it to be a narrative experience because uh, here's the here's the thing about uh, superhero comics. A lot of them 
there there's not a at least in like the western big two hero sense a lot of the time there is not kind of a, a it's not a story about a power curve it's not about someone fighting bigger and stronger and bigger and stronger enemies and getting bigger and stronger themselves um and that can be very fun but that that's not how comics change comics change and uh, it, because their status quo changes. And this can be kind of on a meta sense uh, as uh, like writers and editors and other uh, parts of the creative team are, are shuffled around. It can be a start of a new line, or it can be like a narrative sense, like uh, uh, someone joins a new team, new characters are introduced, relationships with the uh with those uh with existing characters change their relationship with themselves or their powers change and uh i wanted something to capture that so i made uh experiencing goals which basically are personalized story hooks for your character these are personal storylines and there's a short term a medium term and a long term uh, and the short term is basically an inciting incident. The medium term uh, uh, term is basically a uh, an upping in stakes or tension. Uh, something something new is happening. Uh, and long term is a, a resolution. It represents like a choice that the character has to make, and uh, whatever change, good or bad, is going to happen from it. And and I that one's like open ended because you don't know what's going to happen to your character or how your editor is going to play your personal storyline uh, and where you'll be at the end of it. Uh, because this is, again, uh, role-playing is collaborative storytelling. Uh, and since I divorce things from, uh, from combat, it allows, it allows you to have other solutions on the table. It allows you to maybe... Maybe I'm going to talk this person down from doing a terrible thing. Maybe I, I it, maybe this is a something with an emotional resolution instead. Maybe maybe it's something where I cut them out of my life, or uh, or or you know, openly embrace them and forgive them. It is, it's it's a series of choices, <laughs> <laughs> like like many stories, mm -hmm. um. But it's, I, I, I thought, again, it was very important to me if I wanted to get away from uh, kind of trading cards in uh, Golden Age pastiche. Mm -hmm. And I love me some trading cards. Uh, 90s babies know all what I'm talking about with the hollow uh, collectible trading cards and comics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely uh, sounds interesting that, like, especially because this is such a community focused game that you can, that you're the way it's set up. Isn't well, I'm going to find the guy who, who's causing the problem and punch that guy. And that's going to solve the problem as a, like as a resolution mechanic there. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it really kind of opens the door for, for, you know, talking about, well, what is, how do you fix, uh, you know, a big problem uh, and, in a way that isn't, isn't, I'm going to go punch it. Yeah. And, uh, the 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 it, and the problems that you choose again they're personal storylines these are things that are going to be interwoven or used in addition to whatever story you're already telling 
or they might be part of it. They might be the big focus. And these can be things like uh, looking for my brother uh, or uh, becoming a doctor, but it, it might be like uh, face the assassins killed. But it could also <laughs> be, yeah. I, I, but it could also be uh, something that is uh, like an, an aspect of your character that you really want to focus on, on like struggling former villain or being a school principal. Uh, I found, especially as I uh, focus on community, that my focus wasn't always on, um, wasn't always on X-Men, which has like this big reputation of being uh, this big inclusive thing, but they, uh, but they don't always tell uh, stories that, that, that take that marginalized identity and use them in good ways or, 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 or are intersectional. Um, I started looking to people like Luke Cage and uh, Black Lightning, uh, who are characters that are, are like very ingrained in their community. Uh, and they are, uh, it's like found family is a huge part of X-Men a lot of the time. And that's a huge part of this game as well. But it, it, it goes beyond that, I guess. Uh and I, 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 I really wanted the thought. I, I wanted to think about like how, uh, and give people the room to dic uh, dictate, especially if uh, players are supposed to be writers, like I call, I call them in the game. Um, I wanted to let them make their own stories. Uh, I think more interestingly is the things that you can use your experience on. Uh, experience in this game is about changing the status quo. Uh, you can change your uh, the tags. You can change uh, what protocols you use for uh, and which questions uh, are, are are in those protocols. Or um, the thing the thing you can't do is really get more powerful. The only way to really get more powerful is by building your community. It's by uh, raising up the stuff in there and bringing in more. Uh, more resources to your community and and more people into your community uh and this was a very deliberate choice because uh again since i have this narrative tag system i don't have to worry about being more powerful if you want to be more powerful choose a tag that reflects that uh you can it's it's just what is being focused on on your character who are they as a person in the now Okay. Yeah. No. That's. Uh, yeah. I, I. I think that that really does kind of address an issue that I, I see in a lot of um, um, superhero games. Like uh, the. Quite honestly, the only one that 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 where it's ever felt kind of, I, I won't say correct, but like felt on theme was uh, was in masks, where you're specifically playing young superheroes coming into their their mm -hmm. powers and abilities, and it makes sense that you are literally growing into into new powers but everything else it's like you know it, it <laughs> the, the creep in in most western hero comics is a thing of decades <laughs> yeah and, and and then it's usually a power creep on all sides you you don't uh the the x-men don't level and decide well we're, we're not going to be fighting magneto anymore he's too low low level for us uh we're mm -hmm. gonna go you know go fight uh, Galactus now. Uh, he, he, he's, he's the new raid boss, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, look, my Wolverine Berserker rage got a new feature. Uh, yeah, it's, that's not a thing that happens. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I, I think uh, again, the this is done really well in that the only way to to, to make numbers go up is uh, is to add things to to your community. I, it's I think it's the it. give up. It's the give back to your community, and uh, everyone can can build up your community together. They everyone can pour points into that pool and choose how many points they pour. Uh, like it's a it's a thing that again you're building together. Uh, as for finishing touches, uh, this uh, you know I I started in World of Darkness. I like when the game gives you the the freebie points <laughs> 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 to kind of uh, to kind of uh, personalize it a little bit more than uh, the set numbers that everyone gets. And uh, you know you can take some extra tags if you want uh, to uh, get. Uh, it, get more uh, kind of uh, narrative opportunities for a character. But uh, if you take an extra power tag, you are taking an extra weakness tag. Um, you know, you can get extra stress because, uh, you know, maybe you're a little bit stronger than other, uh, than other people in certain aspects. Maybe you can take a punch easier than other people. Uh, and then uh, I have like permanent bond, which, you know, I start out with some friends. It's very nice. Love yeah. me some freebie points. Yeah. Um, all right. Let me scroll down, look ahead, see what we're getting into next. Um, uh, so the next uh, section is the dice rules. Uh, is there anything in there you want? Do Do you want to like get into the nitty gritty of how the dice mechanics? I, work? I, I really don't. <laughs> okay. I like. But, I didn't want to like be I, that like I, shut you down if you if this was uh, like your baby or something. But absolutely uh, not. I will. There is one thing I want to <laughs> highlight about it, which is, uh, or actually, let's say two things. the The first is that all you will ever need for this game is two d ten. Uh, this, again, was very much a choice for a certain type of audience, and I wanted to remove as many barriers as possible. Uh, 2D10 is really simple, and it, it, it is all you're ever going to need for the game. Uh, the numbers are simple, uh, and uh, it's not going to get that much more complicated. The other is, uh, boy, expect my next game to be more uh, mechanically uh, complex as... Uh, now that I'm comfortable making games, I'm ready to flex. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I've, you know, I, I, I've, I've done a, a little bit of like game mechanicing uh, for some of projects that have, who that either have yet to or will never see the light of day, and uh, I, I, there's definitely a, a difference between my early work and uh, some of the later stuff I've, I, I've tried to come mm -hmm. up with. So yeah, no, it's. But um, my, my my biggest concern was getting this done and it plays well. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, I'm I'm fully prepared to like m with my next project actually go. Hey, y'all want some fun uh, some fun mechanics now? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, All right. Uh, yeah. No. That's uh, again. I didn't want to like shut you down if that that was a, a oh, section you God. wanted. Get into, no. but I, I, I'm, I'm gonna say the, the, um, uh, nobody wants wants to hear hear about dice percentages on on, on a podcast. I, I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, like even even me who listens to game design podcasts, so I can learn and be a a good smart boy who listens to game academia. Uh, it's boring. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. So it uh, looks like uh, the the next part is the uh, is the editor's uh, section, uh, or as it's known in other games, the GM section. Uh, yes. Yes. I I, I specifically uh, wanted to use editors and writers, not just as like a cute quirky thing, uh, as as fun as cute quirky things are. Um, I wanted it to kind of reflect what I thought the relationship between the person running the game and uh, the, uh, the, the players are. Because the, the players are largely the writers. They are people who make big choices and decisions about their character. And, you know, this extends to their dice. Uh, and as well, uh, like, uh, th- that's a thing that we skipped over from the dice section. But when you make a critical success or a critical failure or mixed success, uh, the player get, is the person who dictates what happens here. They get to uh, to choose, like, what are the consequences of this action? And so they, they play a large narrative role here. Uh, your job is to be an editor. Just, if this was a, a, a comic creation team, your job is to kind of push and nudge uh, things uh, when they get exciting, make sure everyone's being consistent. Uh, make sure every everything's going smoothly and uh, people have a good time and a good story is being told. Uh, it's it, you still have a lot of the same responsibilities you would it, as a GM in any other game, but that that is that is what your priorities should be. Um, you know, and I, I tried to fill this with like a lot of uh, story seeds, but also rules uh, of the game, uh, just on, on like a tonal thematic sense. Uh, I know uh, that, that I, I put like, it's a space where people can talk if only through me- uh, metaphor. And that's something I've been really trying to reiterate while on this podcast, which it is it, it, uh, we do use the mutant metaphor. It can be a stand-in for all sorts of things. Um, but these do not supersede or erase or replace other aspects of that person. You're still you and all that encompasses. And uh, it, it, the point isn't pain or traumatourism. Uh, it is allowing people to talk about their own experiences and identity on their own terms, even if that's never at all. Uh, I think like another... Big point is hope is not only valuable, it's vital. And I I think that's 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 a point that I really want to hammer home is that you can survive these things. It is hope is a vital part of the human experience. And uh again, I, I talk about it in book who is like there should be the chance to ha- have a birthday, go on a date, read a book. The world is tough and cruel, but you don't have to be. And, uh, you know, there's no one is alone as they, as they think. Uh, and this applies to bad guys as well. And community is important and complicated. And, like, this is something that I brought my, uh, my perspective as an Indigenous person into. Because, um, like, often when we talk about community, we talk about... It, it, it's a very strict definition, I guess. It is very much kind of the people that you hold close. When a community is often more complicated than that, it's people that you might not like or have strain or, or, or uh, have strained relationships with or uh, 
the, the your environment around you those are part of your community too your actions still affect them and they still affect you uh and, and that can be a struggle it can be a source of strength too uh and it's you get what you give at the end of the day uh i also put in like a, a lot of a, a lot of types of stories you can tell. Uh, you know, you have your standard capes and tights, and your your cool mutant school. But I also have like a, a Geno Advocacy Law Office seed, uh, and uh, you know, uh, it's, it being something very low key and small, like a like a group of neighborhood protectors, like a like the Defenders or something, or maybe. You want to play, uh, basically what? Oh, it, uh, it, who? A uh, Twin Peaks, but with Gino, or you want to uh, do like a low-key relationship sitcom? You can do all of those things. There's nothing stopping you. Comics are a malleable medium. Uh, I this is also where I put like a lot of the consent rules. Mm -hmm. Uh. And uh, I have like, uh, and of course, all the stuff that you need to know as a GM, like how to how to create a scene, how to uh, add some set tags, how to create obstacles and set a difficulty, what those uh, escalation tokens can be used for that uh, the players may have been gaining, uh, making NPCs an antagonist. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it, it, we touched on escalation tokens earlier, but uh, escalation tokens. Um, I might as well tell, say what you can do with them. You can make rolls harder. You can use them to uh, the severity, increase the severity of a failure. Or uh, my favorite thing, the thing that I like, add narrative complications that weren't there before. Oh yeah! Anytime a game has a mechanic like that, I, I'm always. Happy to be like, oh well, you, you know, you you did this, but have you considered this thing that's now uh, narratively true about this scene? Mm -hmm. Consequences for your actions. <laughs> uh, but this is this is also where I put uh, in. I, it's it's largely just a lot of uh, just GM tips and seeds and things like that uh, for uh, how to make your game yours and. Uh, bits and pieces to, to get you thinking. Uh, I know I have like a giant list of uh, enemy or, or, or fake enemy things. Uh, like uh, I, I definitely have a Tesla stand in. I, I was <laughs> just reading over that. <laughs> I was uh, look. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to skim just a little bit ahead of you to, uh -huh. to make sure I'm not completely in the dark. And I saw, and I saw the the, the Tesla stand, and I was going to bring it up if you didn't. Yeah. Uh. Uh. I uh, some of those are like very direct X Men uh, references uh, with the serial numbers filed off, but some of them aren't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are uh, uh, definitely so, so, some. Uh, real world um yeah that was that was that was the the more important one for me to be honest yeah yeah um like uh, uh, I, 
I, I'm definitely going to have to go through this later uh, uh, in more detail on my own. I uh, once again, I I am entranced by by your writing and and uh, setting creation. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, one of the things that I really wanted to uh, put in here that I'm very proud that I did is that uh, I wanted to point out the the paradox of unconditional tolerance, uh, which I'm, I'm sure like many people might already be aware of, which is that uh, it, it, the idea that being uh, tolerant of everything is inevitably going to invite bad things into your spaces uh or or is specifically it is going to invite uh discrimination and fascism the 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 paradox of unconditional tolerance basically because uh some of these ideas are not are inherently not tolerant with other people's existences because they're built on these people cannot be around here they cannot exist in in this space and I, I think it's important, especially like if I'm making a game about these experiences, about these things, to point that out, that it's okay to curate your spaces and say no and push back. Yeah, no, that, that's definitely uh, important. I, uh, once again, uh, great inclusion. Um, uh, <laughs> I honestly don't have much else to add on, on top of that. Um, the... Uh, so uh, I, we're basically at the end of uh, of the book as written thus far. Is there anything else you want to spotlight? Anything else you think uh, somebody who who is interested in your game should definitely know or check out uh, about it when it uh, you know when it comes to print? I I think like the the biggest thing I I, I want to say is like think about your own communities. And, and kind of the stuff that's facing them or, or what you could do to be more active in it. Even, even if it's running this game, wink, wink. Um, <laughs> but it, it's, uh, I, it is a game about building a community outside of the game as much as it is inside of the game. And, you know, like, there's all this, uh, f there's a lot of talk about, like, again, this uh, community and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> marginalization and what that experience is but it's it's made for people who already know what it is and also like you can you can shoot the lasers and 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 throw the fireballs there is you absolutely can that's what's great about this game you can do both uh, <laughs> um yeah it's it's not all that you can find joy in your existence as a, uh, as a mutant all right. Well, uh, thank you for uh, coming in, talking about your game, explaining the parts that I wasn't able to read uh, before. Uh, it's once again. Uh, thank you for having me. Oh, uh, it, it's been a pleasure. Um, uh, so, uh, is there anywhere uh, people can find you online if they're uh, looking to follow you or your work? Mm -hmm. uh, you can follow me on Sahoni underscore stuff on Twitter. That's S A. H-O-N-I underscore stuff, where I work as a game designer and podcaster. You can catch me working on art for this game uh, doing and doing streams of me struggling with that. Uh, but you can also catch me on uh, uh, on other podcasts. Uh, 
I am on a podcast called Barking Points Memo, which is a weekly current events podcast where we look at the news and we yell at it, but together and in a funny way. Um, <laughs> uh, hopefully. Uh, it's as such, be warned that my uh, my feed is full of politics if that is something that you're just like, oh, I just I just don't have the energy to deal with. <laughs> Um, and I completely understand, but that is the best place to catch me and uh, figure out what I'm doing and learning my progress, uh, especially since I'm still looking for a new uh, haven out uh, now that Tumblr has uh, gone the way of the dodo. Uh, but that that's about it. If, if you if you like cool supernatural things, keep it uh, keep an eye out because uh, you might like my next game. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Hey, when when you're ready to 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 talk about that, uh, we can have you back on and uh, and uh, heck yeah, but one game at a time though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, and uh, 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 I look forward to to the final version of this game uh, being released. Thank you. Right. I'm going to keep learning publishing programs. <laughs> oh that's something i should probably learn too at some point all right well uh uh have a good night everyone and uh we'll talk to you next time hey everyone thanks for listening you can find us on tumblr at listen to these nerds.tumblr.com or on twitter at lttn cast all our music is sourced from incompetech.com and is licensed under creative commons by attribution 3.0 you can email us at Listen to these nerds at gmail.com.